Are you sitting comfortably? Good. Then we'll begin. We shall be as a city upon a hill. The eyes of all people are upon us. They can tell us we're crazy, and we can say, well, you haven't seen anything yet. Our society is complex, and we teach our students that they could just fix it. Go fix a military helicopter and see how far you get with that. You want to, like, say, what's going on? Huh? What do you mean, say, Dan? Um, this wasn't so much about you, because I already did, but about you. What's it about? Uh, I was going to say, welcome once again to the Kind of Crazy podcast, and very happy I am to be able to join you today. And before we get going, I would like to take a moment to acknowledge those who are listening right now, and the support over the past few weeks has been tremendous. It means the world that people are liking, sharing, and engaging, and most of all, listening. So uh, I want to say thank you to people who are doing that at the minute, because it means a lot. Um, And yeah, it's the return of the Mac. That was my intro for this. Oh, that was good. Yeah, Yeah, did you like that? Return of the Mac. Yeah. Do you want me to, like, when I titled the episode, do you want to do a, like, number, whatever, and then... Return of the Mac? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's right. So, Maeve, uh, how did you find the feedback from the last one? Good. Yeah? Good. Phenomenal. Yeah, good. No, Fantastic. So good. Off the radar, really. Yeah. Off the radar? Yeah. That doesn't mean off the scales. What? Off oh, the Oh, yeah, ra- no, never mind. But it was off radar, too, because it's not PG. I got a lot of, um solicitations for this year Dunleary Street Corner I can't tell you what it's for okay it's off the radio okay I thought we thought we shared everything no okay cool (laughs) um one of the things that you were sad oh well one of the things that Orla was sad that we didn't mention was the fact that we went on holidays as a meet (laughs) yeah that mm, it's quite funny it's quite um when we may first got together we um again with this with the the couple Dara and Sophie that like kind of arranged our relationship you know like they do with the Arabs um you can't say that okay when they arranged our relationship we decided that we'd go on a holiday to Amsterdam because you know it's it's kind of romantic like it's it's Paris but on a budget you know so but this was still under the guise of us being like oh we're just friends yeah we we'd gone out we're a group of pals we might have gone out maybe like four times three times at this point yeah and we're like you know it'd be fantastic if we went to Amsterdam and then obviously Maeve told her friends and uh Orla said that what was it because we're like when when you're obviously i'm sure people know the terminology that when you're going out with someone you're on the meet yeah so you know we were we were essentially going on holidays with with our meets uh and that was interesting but it all worked out so yeah 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 was there any other stories that people were like why didn't you say that or was there anything you came away from saying oh um no that's pretty good i mean no not at the time or less uh, in insight was quite. I feel like that was quite a moment for us as a couple. Just like going away together for the first time. Yeah. As a meet, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. But like as I said, it worked out. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, holiday. I think by the I'd time go- we went away, yeah, we were more than a meet. Yes, this yeah. this this was a good thing. But we booked it as strangers, pretty Did much. We? Yes, because I know we went. Well, yeah, because was I even? No, I was in your house when we went over to thing to book it. Yeah. Yeah, I came from yours. Yeah, yeah but I think sense. like while we were on the way there to meet up with them to book the holiday as a fourth and we were like this is a bit interesting because i feel like they were pushing it more because obviously they they didn't really see anything wrong with it because they're like we've been going out about 50 years and these are our two friends yeah so like booking a holiday together is like whatever it's, it's fine, fine. Yeah. i mean you were like um interesting you know mm-hmm. yeah uh also since the last time i've been on this uh joe biden has become the sleepy joe if you will has become the president-elect of the united states mm-hmm. how do you feel 
perhaps having a, a descendant of the the Irish flag. I think he's very uh, handsome. You think he's handsome? Yeah. To be fair, there's a picture of him in his 20s. That, that, I think uh, he's handsome now. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I hate to say that to you. I just thought the passes about my dad were just like, you know, under no, the table like kind of remarks. Handsome. Like, do you, you know all those videos that you see of him? I don't know if they're his campaigns or people just like putting his campaigns in slow-mo of him pulling up in his convertible. He's wearing his navy suit and like big pair of Ray-Bans and he gets out. Just when he does the jog onto the stage, you're like, oof. You're like, he's 70, but like, that, that body's only 42. Isn't like the average lifespan of a human being 80? Or a male human being 80? Yeah, because men are stupid. Yeah, yeah, stupid. I know. Yeah, no, I bet you like, yeah, yeah. Actually, when I was still in science, fun fact, they were saying like babies, they're predicting, most mm, scientists mm. are predicting, because our lifespan is obviously always increasing. They were like, this is like in 2016, they were like, at the minute, there's probably been babies born that will live perfectly fine to 115 115 yeah I know, because i know like a hundred like some very rare amount of people reach 100 yeah but they're like a shell of a human being you know yeah like to be Most fair of them. your granny's like 94 95 95 yeah yeah 95 and she's like still driving which is insane yeah still driving still gardening like if i was if i was 94 still a social butterfly and i couldn't walk or i couldn't run yeah i'd be like i'll be honest you're not gonna be able to run when you're 94 yeah, but you know what I mean, like walk and get around. Because like my granny, um, not not as old as your granny, but she, you, you've met her, she's lovely. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Doreen. But she, she's just so calming in the way she speaks. Oh, yeah. And she has so many stories and she's very stoic for want of a better word. And she, she can't get around that well because of her leg. But like even, even just if I didn't have my wit, I yeah. think would be the worst thing. Or if it, not even my wit, because, you know, I have so so little of that as it is. But if I didn't have my, like, mental capa- uh, capacity, capacity I, yeah. I, I don't know what I'd do. And that's what I think about a lot of people, like, with dementia and stuff. I'm kind of like, do you know? You know? Yeah, it's kind of sad. I don't think they do. Right. Because, yeah, that's... Because that's, I think a yeah. lot of... Deme- I could be absolutely wrong, but I feel like a lot of dementia patients... If you knew, you'd probably be really sad. Whereas yeah. a lot of them, like, they get confused. But I think, like, I'd rather not know. I'd rather be that's going right. about being, like... Oh, it's the 50s. I'm Sassy swinging about. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that video actually of the ballerina who, who was like 96 and had Alzheimer's? And she's like sitting down. Yeah, yeah. And they played Swan hands. Lake. Yeah. And she like... I saw another one as well. It must be like a thing that they're doing at the minute. Yeah. Maybe some project going on. But it was um, this old lady. She sat at the piano, right? And whoever was filming, maybe her carer or like her relation was like, oh, can you play this song? Mm. And it was like some really... The name obviously is not going to come to mind now, but it's like, you know, piano piece that you hear. Like every like good piano player like plays that and you're like oh and they're like oh I only did it in my like grade eight whatever yeah you know, it's like one of those yeah. pieces that you have to master so they said to her like play it and she looks like, she looks so innocent but she looks at the camera she's like I don't think it'll be any good and she plays it perfectly and like her little face is just like she looks so worried she's like I can't tell if I'm doing this right but perfect oh it's so cute it's weird the way that your brain works like that yeah the way like there's I feel like, like music and stuff yeah is always the thing that people remember. When it's like, like learned memory. Yeah. Yeah. Because like if it's a skill or, or a sequence that you've repeated so many times that it just like becomes yeah. natural. So cute. Do you have any like inclination, ever have any inclination to like learn an instrument or anything like that? I'd love to know piano. I feel like guitar is too cringy. Like I don't want to be that. Well, There's that guitar on the side of the room. Yeah, I don't want to be that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, if you say you play guitar, like everyone just assumes that you sit alone in your room when you're sad and strum like the two chords to Wonderwall or something. Like, no one cares. Shout out to Daniele Tufner. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. But, 
if you're like, oh, I can play piano, everyone's like, oh, I bet you can. Yeah. And then you can do it and it's ten so nice, you know? Whereas guitar's like, oh. To be fair, yeah. I don't care. I remember when I was doing Goshka, I, I wanted to learn how to play guitar. My things for Goshka were uh, sailing guitar and um, not not same into the pulse. What's the, um, there's some, some like, not St. John's Ambulance, but a different one like that. First aid? Uh, yeah, something yeah. like that. And um, it was really weird because I, I, like, I had so many good intentions of like, oh, playing guitar, like I'm going to learn so much. And then... Um, did you do lessons? You have to do lessons. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, I got them signed off. Like towards the end, it was just kind of like, let me just write this in real quick. Yeah. Just box it off. But um, that's my that's my lived experience and with music. I literally touch a guitar maybe like twice, twice a year. And I'm like, ha, yeah. I get inspired for a month and then I leave it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well. Have you mastered Wonderwall yet? No, I don't. I have no intention of going near Wonderwall at all. Do you know what's so funny to me? And I only think about it now. And like, if I was the parents in my, so my primary school, when, I feel like everyone has like a primary school graduation little ceremony, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Like a little one, just like a little pitter-patter or whatever. So for our like graduation song, I feel like most schools do like, what's that song? Like, As We Go On, We Remember, blah, blah, Or some like religious thing. I feel like there's probably like some song in your communion book that you sing at graduation. Uh, Alive O's Finest. So because my school was non-religious, we sang Wonderwall. Like, my graduation from primary school. And we chose it. They were like, you can do, like, Reach for the Stars or something. We all like Wonderwall. So it's, like, a group of 12-year-olds. Imagine you were, like, the parents of these kids. And you go to see their graduation. And they're saying, like, that's just so funny to me. There's a lot to be said for religious schools. <laughs> yeah. Thank God but for Catholic so boys hilarious. schools. Like, and one of them, like, one of us, the little 10-year-old, was just playing a guitar, playing Wonderwall. And we're all singing it. Oh, we were, wang- we were like banging out to circle of friends. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. In like blazers and shit. Like Did everyone looks so nice. And we were all wearing absolute rags. We probably wore pajamas to it. And sang Wonderwall. Do you know there's like rare aesthetic TikToks? Yeah. Do you ever stumble across the ones that are like Alive-O? And they have like the whole soundtrack of like Alive-O. This, so, uh, this is why I feel like I get such imposter syndrome. Because obviously all my friends. Because it's very rare to go to a non-religious school mm. in Ireland. So all my friends like if it comes to a point in the night they're talking about this they're like oh do you remember all those like hymns we had to learn and like those Alive-O books I've never like I never participated I never saw any of them I don't know any hymns and then it's like I feel like I'm you know like an undercover agent in like a cult because they're all they all know these like religious wouldn't you be on the outside yeah you'd be be the one at the Jonestown that like fell asleep and you know kind of missed the whole party and woke up and was like oh yeah Yeah, y'all did it what you call it um, undercover? No, is it undercover? Or what is it? What? I don't know. When you're in disguise? Yeah, it's just undercover, isn't it? That yeah. was the name for it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Hiding in plain sight. There you go. Massive an the atheist, art of deception. Yeah. Huh? An atheist. Are you an atheist? Yeah. Do you not believe in any god? No. At all? No. Really? It doesn't make sense. Just say, okay, me. forget god. Forget the word god, because that has a lot of like, mm. things attached. Do you believe in any kind of higher power no astrology no you, you you do no you buy into someone's <laughs> astrology i like it i don't want to whenever i like hear my when i'm talking to my friends who are really into it and i like kind of take a step back and like have an out-of-body experience as to like listening to us talking about it i'm like oh my god it's so embarrassing like at first i liked it because you know those ones that come up not horoscopes where it's like during this week you yeah. will find five euro like that's budget. i used to read those as a kid yep it's a joke but yeah you know the ones that are like your star sign as like different planted plant pots or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I always want to see them. I'm like, oh, which one do they think is for me? But then <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's kind of ugly. And that upsets me. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to buy into it. I don't want to believe it, but... But no, I'll, I'll admit. Sense. I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, no, no, I'll admit. I, I'm not the biggest fan of astrology. You but... hate it. You are so scared. Every time I'm, it's just eye roll and blah, 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 which I understand. And I wish I was more like that because I don't want to be one of those. Like, I'm glad that you acknowledge this, though, that you wish you were but more like that. You did. We read a co star, which there's yeah. mixed opinions on co star, but you read yours and you were like, oh. To be fair, on any given day, if you look at it, there's not something that you can't take from it. And I feel like that's obviously the point. But at the same time, I mean, you know, I should I should be more interested in the things that you're interested in, obviously. Um, like, maybe, not that I am, but astrology in particular just gets my goat. Um, but you, you buy into it. like, you, like, And I'm not saying that there isn't stuff to buy into, because at, at times you can read it and be like, oh, this is actually correct. Yeah, I don't know if I, like, buy into it. As in, like, I read it and I, like... How often do you read it? Not really. Okay, well, Like, how... if, I, if I'm bored, I'll yeah. text Orla and be like, pull it up for me Jamie <laughs> because I want Orla to because she like is much more into it so she'll have read into it more so she yeah. knows how to like search out seek out things that I want to know about myself whatever so she'll fill me in and stuff but, like, but Orla's very into it like we're... she starts a conversation she's like oh my god so you'll never guess what my family did today my mom a cancer by the way so <laughs> let me just you know typical of her to do this to me and you know yeah. So like all she's bases everything so like if she's telling me a story about it she's like oh I was talking to this guy typical Gemini you know just to preface the story he is a Gemini Maeve so take everything I say with a pinch of salt you know Christ but not even like stuff like my mom does you'd be like oh such a Leo your mom is such a Leo though well see that's what I mean but so what I'm trying to get at here is like the, is there anything outside of the laws of the physics I don't know that for any, anything outside of first principles that you believe in no really yeah. So I I don't want like this is gonna sound I'm not I'm not obviously absolute ass because yeah. I just spoke about astrology things, which I know is all crack outery. It's okay. By the way, you're allowed to have cognitive uh, dissonance. Yeah, it is a big piece of that, but the rest of it like there's no proof. Like I don't have to see proof of something I don't believe it. So would you not consider yourself more agnostic then? Because I'd consider myself like that. Yeah, maybe I am, but even then, I just don't believe that there will ever be proof that I will believe in unless like but even then like I just I was gonna say unless someone comes forward and is like I'm Jesus I'm like presumably he's just on drugs yeah he'd be locked up by now yeah, yeah. so like uh, I don't ever see myself believing in it so when you hear like they're like the bible stories and stuff and um, obviously I was brought up catholic and I went to mass every Sunday with my my granny are your parents religious kind of in their own way I mean my are they religious in that like very Irish way of like oh I was taught this but like it's in the back of their minds but they're not like it's not part of their daily life like yes. if someone asks they'd be like oh I'm a Catholic yeah. but they don't like they don't, they're not like praying every day yeah. and they're not like, my, my oh, mum and dad don't God go to mass unless it's a funeral or an occasion you know like, what I mean like the most yeah but like even my dad he wouldn't go to his dad's grave because he's like for me that's not where my dad is does that make sense yeah he doesn't want to for him he wants to think of him the way he was, was yeah. yeah he doesn't see this hole in the ground as being his dad that's fair. Yeah. And my mom, see, my granddad and my mom's dad is buried behind, kind of like behind my Nana's house. So behind my Nana's house, there's a park and in the park is Newland Cemetery. Mm. And obviously my granddad's buried there. So the only time my mom would go up would be to bring my Nana and to like make sure the graves was clean and all that kind of thing. I, need, I don't even hear my, like the Colin side of my family going to my granddad's grave a lot. That's fair. Yeah. But I mean, like most of like my dad's side of the family would go to mass every Sunday, like on the regular. One of the things really? my granny was most outraged about was the fact that she couldn't make it to mass. Yeah. Because of the lockdown and stuff. 
it's a, it's a bigger part of like older generations, I guess. Yeah, but um, in terms of what I was going to say about like religion and stuff, so you would you you'd be open to the idea that if there was proof of something, you'd be like, you know what, I buy it. Yeah, but I also just don't believe that there's proof. Like, I feel like agnostic means you're waiting for proof of a god, because otherwise, what's the difference between that and an atheist? I think an atheist is like just outright denying things and believes that everything originates from like you know Science. your consciousness, your brain. Yeah, yeah. basically. Well, yeah, then I'm an atheist. Because I'm not sitting here like, show me the proof and I'll believe it. I'm just kind of like, it doesn't exist. Hmm. Excuse me. That's right. Because um, there's a guy called Sam Harris, who I think you'd be very interested in. He's, um, I think he's a neurologist. But he has like this meditation app out and stuff. And like, he's very, he's like the, if Jordan Peterson wasn't religious, you'd have Sam Harris. I also find it so weird to think that Jordan Peterson is religious. Why? Is he really religious? I th- yeah, because he did, um, now I don't know how far his religion goes or like stands into it, but he did, something that I found really interesting was the like lecture series on the Bible. So he took all the Bible stories from Genesis. But does he believe in them? I think a lot of See, people find yeah. them really interesting, but I don't know if they believe in God. When we were in Thailand, we watched, this came out when we were over there. He did like a, a lecture and it was like, um, who dare say he believe in God was like the title of it. And he was basically trying to... Like, it's obviously one of the questions he gets asked quite a bit. If he believes in God? Yeah. Right. And he doesn't like to answer it. And in this lecture, he kind of outlined why. And he was basically saying that, like, to believe in God, you have to follow all of these rules that are in the Bible. And you have to be this kind of person. And he was like, okay, well, it's one thing to say, I follow, like, I, I, I'm religious and I believe in God. But it's like, what does that actually mean? So you are what you do, not what you say in, in that regard. And he'd obviously take a very, like, Jungian approach to that because... You know, he's a, he's a clinical psychologist. Um, but that means that with every, like, dictum of the Catholic faith, or not the Catholic faith, but, like, you know, the Christian Bible, you'd have to act in accordance with that. And he's like, I'm not perfect. And the Bible almost requires you to act the letter on every one of these things. And he's like, I, I don't do that. He's like, I, I try and get as close as I can in being a human being, but that's as best as he can do, you know? Hmm. But why would you ask if he wasn't religious or not? He just doesn't seem like a religious person. Really? Yeah. Well, I've never watched... I don't... But, like, I don't subscribe to him. I don't follow him or, like, have much interest in him. That's right. Apart from what I hear from you. Obviously, you're yeah. very into him. My Jordan Peterson talk is the same as your astrology talk. In one area, the other kind of thing? No, just, like, you know, I rolled. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... I never... Because the things he, like, talks about are not very religious not that they have to be but as in like i don't know i feel like he's into things that aren't religious you know well he did a whole as i said like he has a however many hours of a lecture series on the psychological significance of the bible and that was something yeah i understand that like i feel like he's more into psychology and stuff academics i feel miss like how, how to put it it's like they're in their own world, if that makes sense. So it's okay for them not to buy into certain things. Like, if you're an academic, you can be like, in theory, we should all do this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, fine. But, like, in practice, that just doesn't work. Which is why, like, Marxism and a lot of leftist ideologies suit academia so much. is because, like, we should all just be fair, you know? And to each his need, to each his capability, whatever the, the quote is from the Communist Manifesto. But it's like, in your head, if you were just to put that on paper, you'd be like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a dangerous thing to buy into. So, like, if you're in your own little academic bubble, that's fair enough. But, like, with, like, the big JVP, he go he goes out and practices psychology. He goes out and has clients. So, like, he sees it. So he doesn't... He's not so 
engrossed in academia or in his own little bubble as a religious person. And there is a way to consolidate the two within, like, you know, being stone-cold, logical, and being, well, to the degree that you can be, and also being religious, you know? It's like scientists can be religious. It's like, it's like you know when they detonated the, the atomic bomb? Or they dropped the bombs over Nagasaki and Hiroshima? I think it was one of them. Do you know? Do you know those? World War Two. Yeah. Yes, I know the bombs. Okay. And the guy Oppenheimer, who developed them, he was one of the the team, and he was basically describing what happened after they heard that the bombs had been dropped. Yeah. And again, this is where kind of science and religion, um, how do I say, consolidate themselves. He was basically saying like what happened. He's like some of us cried, some of us wept, and then he like cited the Bhagavad Gita, which is the Buddhist text, and he was like, uh, "I am become death destroyer of worlds." all this kind of stuff and it's just like there's a certain appreciation that i feel you have to have it's like with me i'm not overly religious right so like i to be fair do you believe in god like a higher power i don't know is the answer to that question i don't know if if i have the wherewithal to say that that's if i act like that's true right but there's something that i'll just i'll just finish this up when i went to my granddad's remembrance mass last year on December, on December, in December, and <laughs> um, after I came out of mass, I felt like it was, I, I felt refreshed. You know what I mean? And I don't know what that's about. I just felt like a weight has been lifted. I was like, this was so nice, and I feel like that's probably something to do with like being in a room with people, having this kind of ceremony go on, and you just like, ah, oh, this is. It's nice, nice. like yeah. it's because you well you like very like traditional things, yeah, and that's very traditional. Yeah. And it's like ceremonial, so like you like that kind of thing. Mm, that's true. That's what me, it's kind of like meditation, I guess, because you sat there just listening to someone else talk, mm. and like they're talking, not in a very animated way. It's yeah, they're just giving stories yeah. and stuff. That's true. Um, in terms of me being religious, I think I have my own way of, you know, I, 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 I that's why I enjoyed the biblical series because I was brought up as a Catholic, and obviously I knew that you know, God didn't make. Adam and Eve and those weren't his first two children and they weren't the first two human beings on the earth. Like, I get that. I also get that there wasn't an ark that um, Noah made and, you know, two by two of every animal. And... Yeah, I believe in that. Huh? I believe in that. Yeah, of course you do. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. All right. Whatever you say. But there, there was a nice... It was nice to listen and understand why those stories are the way they are, if that makes sense. They're just like fables. Yeah, but... Yeah, exactly, right? They are like fables. But... The whole point that was made in this lecture series was that they were fables that have survived 2,000 years. So they might be worth listening to. Allegedly. Yeah. But like there's something in there. There's something in the way they're written that that has a significance that we can carry through to today. And that for me was nice to kind of like consolidate the, the stories I've been told growing up as a kid. Like with my my first Bible that my Nana got me. Me and my, me and my cousin Adam, we both got these like my first Bible. Yeah. And there were like, you know, pictures and everything else. But um. It was nice to have that consolidation and understand that there is a significance to, you know, to to God, to religion. And with most religions, the same kind of principles carry through. It's like when you look at Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy. It's like if you look at the times uh, in antiquity in the Hellenistic period, you can see a lot of it reflected in, say, like from Epictetus to Taoism and to Confucian, Confucianism. I think that's right where I was saying it. But like, there's a lot of similarities and they develop at the same time, which would also kind of like coincide with the development of religions and how they, the stories almost parallel each other. Like Judaism and Christianity are similar in the stories that they come from. Because I'm fairly, fairly sure that, I could be wrong on this, that the 
but that's okay. I'm allowed to be. The Torah is just the Old Testament, I think. Every yeah, yeah, they're similar. Yeah, it's like they. I suppose that's kind of interesting because it's like they both believe in the same. They don't believe in the same thing, but it's like they acknowledge the beliefs of the other. Like Jesus exists in yeah. the Jewish faith and stuff like that. I have a lot of respect for the Jews. Um, Me too. But like, think, like I hate to say this, like of course the most the most Caucasian. Uh, religion is the most boring one. Like, Christianity is so fucking boring compared to other ones, isn't it? Mm. Like, let's be honest. It's just about suffering. Well, so and is Judaism. People. But no, Judaism, it's like, so the thing about um, Jewish people, when, I think it was after World War Two, when, I, I, again, like, the details of this are really foggy for me, but I, I understand the basic principle, is that there was this congregation of, um, of Jewish people, and there was a march going on in... wherever, wherever city this congregation was based, right? And the march was a neo-Nazi march. And they were like, you know, there was obviously calls from some people to stop it and stuff. But this congregation were like, no, we, we, we have to allow them to express their their opinions and their views. Jewish Be- people said they're about Nazis. Yeah, because they, they understood that the the right for freedom of expression and free speech was the whole reason that they were in America in the first place. The whole reason they fled Germany was to get away from that kind of hard-handed ideology. That was just, th- that was their thinking of it, you know? Nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, like, fair, fair play to them. Yeah. yeah. But what I was saying about Judaism is... Their thing is, and what you're saying about suffering in Christianity, is that they always take the blame of whatever happened on themselves. It's like it's like they they still pay for the suffering of their ancestors. It's all on them, you know. Jeez. And like whatever about Christianity, you know, being like pick up your cross and bear it, which is a great way to live life. Don't get me wrong, but to take ownership of your ancestors' suffering is like wow, like you know. You, you embed that into yourself and you understand that there's a way in which you act in the world that respects the lineage that you've come from. And I think that's, that's like, that, I like that kind of tradition, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not Jewish or anything, but I, I like that idea. It's very wholesome. Yeah. You know, and there's a strong, think, like, moral element like, to that. Jewish, every other faith besides Christianity, I feel like gets a lot more engagement. So that's what, you know, I feel like that's a sign. There's and, a lot more problematic things in like Catholicism than there is because you know like Jewish people actually like Catholic people don't act on their faith like at all it's very rare that you meet someone in modern times there's people our age that would be Jewish or like Muslim or Hindu and they would still like engage with their faith and still like practice it like actively like do the rituals involved with it I think that's because with Judaism well and and I'm I I probably can it's more lifestyle yeah but I can talk about Judaism probably a lot more than I can Hinduism or uh, Islam because like I'm, it's similar to you know yeah. Christianity but with Christianity there's so many umbrellas like there's like oh there's Lutheranism there's Calvinism there's um, Orthodox there's Protestant there's Catholic you know there's so many different umbrellas and it's like okay well you don't have to you know go as much or whatever the case is you don't have to be here as much whereas with Judaism it's very much like you're either a Jew or you're not and I think yeah no this is this is true um, I also think it's fascinating though it's like an ethnicity as well Ashkenawi, yeah. Ashkenawi, Ashkenawi, is it Ashkenawi or Ashkenazi? Anyway, that that's like um, like will actually show up like on a genetic profile. I don't. Know. I think that's so cool. That they're like their own ethnicity. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, but in terms of if I'm religious, I think I I I enjoy the psychological aspect of the teachings of like you know old stories and stuff, and I think that. I don't know if I, if I believe in God as such. You know what I mean? Like the God that's touted by Christianity. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm convinced by that. But I understand what it represents. You know what I mean? It's like there, there is, 
there's something that's above you that, you know, is, I don't know, is worth acting in accordance with certain morals for, you know? Oh, this is interesting. I feel like we've talked about this before, that you were like, oh, I think maybe you didn't think it was like, you know, black and white necessary to have religion, but you're like, I think it's important because it teaches you wrong and right. And I think like it does that through stories. Principles and stuff. Yeah. And you were like, I think you need that when you're a kid. And I was like, counter argument. Mm. I didn't have any of that. And I know, right from wrong, it's not hard. I but feel like you don't need that. That's fair. No, no, I agree with that. Um, to an extent. And like we were talking about it before and you were like, well, if someone just tells you right from wrong without like an example or a story, you said you don't think it's like that effective. But it's like, it doesn't have to be a made up story. It could be like, if you do this, it's not nice. How would you feel if someone did that to you? There you go. Yeah, the golden rule. Simple. It's not hard. Yeah, I don't I know, think I, you need it. That's fair enough. And like, you could be dead on. Again, mm. I'm not a magmologist. I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do, I do appreciate the stories that come out of... Um, obviously I'm going to use my own religion and um, Catholicism and Christianity in general because those stories like that's why I found that that lecture series so uh what's the word point so so nice to listen to was because that it was breaking down these stories and saying like this is what they act like this is this could be one way of looking at it and saying what they mean and it's like they're just parables that teach you like you said they're fables they teach you right from wrong and they teach you the stories of what happens if and you know um and how it's almost like how the world works you know, in a very, like, old, old way, you know? And I enjoy that. And I think religion is, serves a good foundation also from, like, a cultural aspect as well. It's like you can listen to all these people talk and, like, you understand that people's map of the world is different to the one that you were brought up with. So it's important to give them the respect that they deserve, you know? And it's also, like, here's what you can learn from other cultures. Like, from Buddhism, you know? It's all, like, he was, like, reached nirvana when he realised that life was suffering. You know, that was like the thing for him. That's weird really depressing, isn't it? It's not really. Life though. is not suffering. Life no. is enjoyment. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think if life was both. suffering, everyone would just kill themselves. That's. Like, not... if you didn't enjoy your time here, why would you be here? I know, but that's. I'm not saying that life is all suffering. I'm saying that there's a. There's. How do I put it? There's a light I, don't, in I don't like these pessimistic views. Like it's not. Like, I'm not. But it, no, I know what you mean. It's not pessimistic. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, it is. You're like, life is hard. You just have to face it. Life is hard. It's not. Like, people are so dramatic. Like, your life is not hard. My life is not hard. I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying... Life, Our life is great. Life is actually life is a, a beautiful thing. You know? But even in a comedy, there there is some tragedy. And I'm not saying that life is all tragedy. I'm not saying that it's all that. But like, you it are... not suffering. But but I'm I'm using the basic principle of like you know, that's what's in that's at the core of Christianity. That's at the core of Buddhism, and it's like a core of a lot of religions is that there's gonna be trials and tribulations and there's gonna be suffering, so you better prepare for it. And it's like you you gotta pick up your cross as in the Christian sense and, and bear it. So you don't get to choose not to lift a cross, but you get to choose which cross you lift, to an extent, and that's what you have to deal with. But there's there's enjoyment to be had if you can be what was it? There was um Camus, Albert Camus, who's a I think he was a French uh, philosopher and he came up with this idea that like we are Sisyphus and we are happy and Sisyphus is the the guy that and uh, and he's in Dante's Inferno where he's to push the rock up the hill and the rock keep falling down but it's like to live life is like pushing that rock up the hill and you know it's going to go down but you're like you're still happy to just push it away and you have to find happiness in pushing that rock up the hill you know so there is an amount of suffering that's going to be in life whether you like it or not but it's your own ability to deal with it 
that makes it worth living. It's the people you have around you. It's how you can build your life and how you do the things that you do in the order that you do them so that you eliminate the most unnecessary suffering as you can. And then you can enjoy that. You can enjoy, you can, what is it? Reap the benefits of whatever it is, whatever whatever hard work you put in, you know there's going to be a, go, a reward at the end of that that you can enjoy. And it's like, okay, I have to work really hard now. I have to study for college. I have to go through school. I have to face work. But I know at the end of the day when I come home, it's like I'm coming home to someone like you. And that makes me extremely happy as much as I've been toiling through the week and not, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that my job is difficult, but it's it can be tedious like any job, no matter how much you love it. It can, it can dawn on you and it can be hard to do, but you go and at the end of it, you have something that you can come home and be happy with. And that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. It's like life is suffering. Yeah. Because we do suffer through it, but we can build these foundations around us and within us and without us as well, that we can be happy to come home to and alleviate the suffering with. Does that make sense? Yeah. But that, that's, that's what I think about life is suffering. That's what I mean. It's like, and the successful among us delay gratification and bargain with the future. And I think that's, that's something that's in that as well. It's like, you have to suffer for now so that you can be happy later. Why can't you just be happy all the time? Because that wouldn't work. There's a reason people don't drink all the time. And the reason, there's also a reason that when people do, that they become ill. Who says that you need to drink to be happy? I'm not saying that. I'm just using that as an example. You, you can find happiness in your life. Yeah, 100%. Every day? Yeah. There you go. And in man's... Then life is not suffering if you're happy every day. Case closed. Next subject, please. I can't believe you just cured depression, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can be depressed. That's fine. By me. But you just be happy. Just like, you're just depressed. Just be happy. Like, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> no. But like, you know. Life is not suffering. It's fine. I just don't agree. That's fine. Because if it was, no one would do it. This is also true. Yeah. If it became that unbearable, I don't think it would. Exactly. There's also an argument made, um, I think in one of Seneca's books, I'm really bringing up the stoicism now, aren't I? Um, where he was like, um, something about, ah, he basically wrote this whole thing. It's like, should people be allowed to commit suicide? Discuss. So did Albert Camus actually speaking on that as well. Should people be allowed? What are you going to do? Not, stop him? <laughs> not allowed. He's just like, should we be alive? Like, think about this, guys. I'm not going to hold like Club of Rome being like, you know, everyone is a cancer to the earth and we should all just die. But there are people who have thought about these things. That's true though. Yeah. We are. Oh, no, no, we're not. What? We're not a cancer in the earth. Okay, we're not a cancer. We are a pathogen. What's it? Parasite. We're a parasite of the earth. Life is great. You should be happy every day. But also you're a parasite, just so you know. We're a parasite. No. Yeah. No. We're ruining it. Mm-mm. We're draining it of its resources. We're also fixing it. No, we're not. We're trying. Not at the same rate that we ruined it. Well, it's not fully ruined. It's still beautiful, but... Exactly. See, my whole thing about this is... It's like with uh, trains. That's where I start these things. Christ. I'm not going to give you an analogy about the steam engine or the locomotive, right? I don't know enough about that. But it's like, when we invented trains, it was like, okay, well, how do we get good A to point B? And how do we do that sufficiently? It was like, okay, we have trains. Phenomenal. We have these coal engines and steam engines that we can power, and they'll take these humpologs to the end, other end of the country, and that'll be it. And you're like, cool. It's like, how do, you, how do we do people? So you make passenger trains. You're like, cool. And then it's, how do we do that with smaller things? Okay, we'll make, we'll make a combustion engine. We'll make a steam engine, and we'll put it in a car. An automobile because it drives automatically right and then you come up with the next thing which is like the combustion engine which is more sustainable and containable 
right? Because all I have to do is keep filling it with petrol. That's fine. And then we get to a point a couple of years down the line where it's, oh, we're smart enough now where we can examine the effects that these things have on the earth and be like, ha, there's a problem going on in the sky that we can't see, but we have to fix. And that's where electric cars come in, right? So that's the solution to the problem. So with the whole ecological thing, it's like, okay, fantastic. We've halved the rate of poverty in the past 50 years. We've made sure that people are living on more than a dollar a day, which is phenomenal. And we've also managed to, you know, uh, to quote Band-Aid, feed, feed the world. Um, Don't think we have. Fair enough. But we've made it so that there is enough food that could feed the world. And now we just have... It's a problem to allocate the resources yeah. as to where they go, right. So... I don't think that it's fair to say that we're a pathogen. I think it's fair to say that we're learning as we go and we just come up with things as as we go. And there's problems that we can't solve or there's problems that we're trying to solve retroactively, right? Because we, we solve these big problems, like how do, how do we get a human being from point A to point B? How do we see the world? Mm-hmm. How do we mm-hmm. stop people in Africa from starving? Mm-hmm. How do we stop poor people from starving? How do we make sure everyone gets an education? And the list goes on, right? So it's, okay, we've done all these things and now we have to worry about things on a more macro scale. So now we have to fix the world. It's not that, you know, it's like, okay, well, would you rather have infantile death and everyone just stay in the same, uh, the same point of development as we were in the 1800s? Or would you rather be where we are now, even if, you know, we can see what's wrong with the world and try and fix it? It's like, or the world is stay stagnant. And, you know, there's more um, kids that are dying. There's more deaths from childbirth, both on the mothers and on the children's end, who are living in like disgust with sewage in the streets. There's not enough, there's no central heating, there's no cars, there's no planes. There's like, there's, there's a trade-off point where that has to be made. And I think it's fantastic now that it's become an issue. I think we're wrong. There, I think there is a, probably a proportion of people that blow it out of proportion on both sides. But I think that like, you know, the small moves of the individual to try and make sure that everything stays clean is one of the better things that we've been able to do in the 21st century and understand that what we do has an effect on the world around us. I think that's great. I don't think that without, without people, we, we, we wouldn't know these things. So I don't think we're a pathogen. I think we're, we're something that's worth putting faith in. That was beautiful. Did you like that? No. Oh. <laughs> JK, you were so good. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I just went like, I saw it explained once where it was like, we are if you go for the definition of a parasite, we are a parasite on the earth. Because it's not a symbiotic relationship. It's like, not mutually beneficial. We're a leech. Alright, Greta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her tweet at Donald Trump was quite good though. Yeah, you have to give that to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love the 1975, but um, having the new 1975 title song as Greta Thunberg's speech. Um, Rip off. Yeah, like, I was at the concert, and I started listening to it, and, uh, not what I came there for, you know? Yeah. Just came to party and have a good time, and I felt really attacked with my plastic up in my hand. R.I.P. Yeah, no. Um, Maeve? Yes? Do you know you were in a, in a relationship? Me and you? Yeah. Yeah. How do you have a good relationship? Uh... What's key to a good relationship? Um, you have to be nice. Huh? You have to make effort all the time. Mm-hmm. Don't take... Always act like you only just started going out. Try and, like, keep the spark going. Yeah. Well, like, obviously, be more comfortable. Like, me and you, we do a lot more, like, relaxing. Like, we're not, like, going on... Well, obviously, we can't go on dates all the time now. But, like, we're more comfortable. Yeah. You know? Around each other. But also, we still act like we're fresh going out. Yeah. 
Do you think? Do you think that suits a lot of people though? Do you, do you think a lot of people can be that way? They can be. They can act fresh all the time. You can if you try. Mm, that's fair. I don't know because I look at some people, and I'm not saying I know the ins and outs of everyone's life or relationship, but I don't see them being like us. You know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. <laughs> like, you know, but it's, it's obviously shit. it's obviously just what I see on the surface as well. Yeah, I think we have a very good relationship. I do. Yeah. I think we're, we're in a good place. What do you think it makes it successful? Keep it short. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think you need someone to contend with. And I always say that. I think, you need... I think we balance each other out. Yeah. It's like, I'm the amount of abstract shy talk that you need. And you're the amount... You are way too much of that than I need. All right. Okay. Um, well, thanks for coming in. Uh, <laughs> I mean... I mean in the way that, like, I think when we first started going out, you were way too, like, dis not disciplined but like you were very serious all the time yeah that was that was something that was like a point of contention when we started going out yeah not when we started going out like towards like a year and you were like you know what you're too serious and i was like hmm, let, me, let me think about this and write a list and then compile all the evidence as to why this is true <laughs> and then um, yeah. we're on a walk in the mountains actually when you said that to me because like i feel like you just always had a front up because i feel like that's one of the can i say that yeah. can i get deep yeah, go for it. Are you sure? That's what I'm here for. All right, well... Expose myself. Okay, well, I'll expose you. Because you always put up, like, such a front of wanting to talk like this. Like, like everyone used to say to you, like, Ryan talks all the fucking time, like, he's on a podcast. And you're like, hey, um, what do you think of this new soap I bought? And 20 minutes later, you still don't know anything to the soap, but he has given you a speech for 20 minutes, you know? It also comes from my degree in politics is to avoid answering questions directly. Okay, well, it, it was the soap, but... <laughs> You took. You always felt like you were taking yourself too seriously because you were insecure to like let your guard down and just be like silly, like goofy. Yeah. Because when you do, like that's the funniest thing. When someone's like not vulnerable, like you're not like, you know. Yeah, but you're not vulnerable is the wrong word. But as in like when you just let your guard down and just like not try. Like when you say something stupid by accident, that's hilarious. I love it. You know. Yeah. It's um, funny. What was the thing? The um, tailgate. Yeah, we looked up a menu for a restaurant and obviously tagliatelle is a type of pasta and it was literally on the menu it said main courses and he reads it and it says like vegetable tagliatelle and he goes tailgate of vegetable <laughs> Maeve, what the hell what the hell is that <laughs> and i was like what, what do you mean and i read it and i was like ryan why would it why like contextually would you not have reread that before you said it out loud and been like oh context why i've never heard of tagliatelle how that again that's just so your best friend is from Italy uh-huh. it's also a common as muck type of pasta I'm not a big pasta either because whatever <laughs> you, like, like it's everywhere it's in every shop you worked in a shop uh-huh. it's on every menu probably a lot of menus and you read it as tailgate yep. even in the context of looking at a menu yep right, All right. what was like going on I'm pretty sure there's another one oh one. there was so many yeah. you do a lot you're not very good at like reading or writing no, as in like guys, I uh, check you... out the exam and stoic on Instagram. No, uh, there's and... a lot of spelling mistakes sometimes. Yeah, there is. Uh, no mind. It's um, funny. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, I get that from my dad. Probably. Um, Hilarious. Solid Sick photos. photos. <laughs> <laughs> my dad sent me an email because I do the social media for his, uh, his shop, and he sent me an email going um, uh, like with the list of social media stuff to be done for the week, and he just he just sent me this like photo of this light section, like this this like place where they sell bulbs in Eurospire, and he just goes solid photos spelt with f-o-t-o-s <laughs> and i was like yes that light solid sec- photos that light section very solid um oh he's gas but yeah no I, I think you're right like i did take myself quite a bit too seriously um yeah. because i was i mean i'm always 
I think you're all very insecure of your intelligence. Yeah, I'm insecure of not being intelligent. uh, Like, why the fuck do you want to come across intelligent all the time? That's so boring. I think a big thing is that intelligent people don't try to persuade you that they're intelligent. Yeah, no, I I can see that now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, wised up, huh? Maeve sent me this documentary to watch when I was in work. The incel thing? Yeah. So they, that's what you used to be like, (laughs) basically. Yes, because one of the the absolute, the greasiest one is being interviewed. And he tries to say something and he's trying to say it really fast and he messes it up and he's like, oh, just fuck, give me a second. And she's like, just say it slower, like it'll be fine. And he's like, no, I have to talk fast because only intelligent people talk fast. And she's like, intelligent, like you can say it slow and still be intelligent. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's an ego thing. Yeah, and at least, he, at least he'd knew, you know, at least he admitted that. Um, but yeah, um, I think, what was I going to say? Yeah, in terms of my intelligence, I, I was very insecure. I probably still am to a degree. Yeah. Um... But yeah, no, I, I don't mind admitting that. I mean, like, it's, I'd say... I think it's got a lot better. But that's back yeah. to the point of that we balance each other out. Yeah. In that you said that I, like, relax you. Yeah, you're, you're like... Make you much more, like, less uptight. Yeah, you're very... Yeah. You're a lot more, probably, like, I don't know, grounded than I am. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, but I think that's good. And it's like, that's what I mean when you have someone to contend with. It's like we have two, not always opposing, but, like, there's two different perspectives coming out. And it's not like... Mm. I want to put you down. Like, I don't want to, I don't, if we ever like have a fight or a disagreement, it's like, I, I don't want to win. I just want to know how to be better so that like going forward. Just... Oh, I remember this is something that I said to you when we were like, first started going out. Huh? Well, probably not. Like when we were like into the relationship hmm. was that I saw a quote once and it was like, when you're fighting with someone that you like, like if it's you and your partner, mm-hmm. or like you and your friend, it's not you versus you, each other versus each other. It's the two of you together versus the problem. Yeah. And I think that's like, yeah. I think that's very smart. Yeah, no, I agree. Because, like, you're both trying to get rid of an issue. You're not trying to win. Because if you win, that just is another problem because then one of you is going to feel shitty. Yeah. And the other one's mean. Yeah, another way of looking at that is, like, if you always want to win, you're making the other person a loser. And it's like, why would, yeah. you, why would you want to make a loser or go out with a loser? Yeah. So That's a very alpha way of looking at things. As you know, I'm such an alpha male. Oh, my God. As if. Yeah, no, I'm not. But just to counter that, it's not like I just relax you. I feel like you have a very strong work ethic that I always admire so I think that that's probably like an overcorrection of like you know from me being insecure and like from the leaving certain not actually trying as hard as I could have and realizing that there was a lot of lost potential there even into the first like year and maybe year and a half of college I was kind of like just like because you could you could easily coast by in the first year of college and then it was like I tried it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> maybe just uh you know the client degree but like I could I could easily coast by in the first year of college by German. German changed, man. German changed when I got into college. Uh, that's why I dropped it uh, and focused on economics and politics. But when I, when I was in first year, I could, like, coast by no problem. And then it became, like, I, I was very, like, dis- not disappointed, but, like, disheartened. Because I never failed anything in college, and then I did, like, in second year. And I was like, <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, no. So, I, I like, I, I got real, I got real straight real quick. Uh, not in the sexuality sense, in the kind of, like, mindset sense. Hmm. Um. And it was something that I was kind of like working on over the past like year or so leading up to it anyway. Um, but it was, it's weird because I, have, I haven't always been that way. And I, I would always fear myself being lazy now. And you can probably see that a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. But um, yeah, my worth ethic is something that I, I like to always try and improve on. And it's like when you were talking about believing in God, and when I was talking about believing in God, it was like, there's, um, you ever heard of David Goggins? You see him sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His, when I was reading his book, his thing is that like whether you believe in God or whatever higher power you want to come to or if you come to the end of the life and it's all a vision 
the thing that's going to happen, well, the thing that he says that he couldn't deal with in terms of his life would be that he'd get to the, the pretty gates and, you know, God's there, like, reading off a list saying, like, oh, you know, like, for David Goggins, like, you know, Special Armed Forces or, like, you know, Marine Corps, Navy SEAL, uh, pull up record of, for the world and all this, like, crazy accomplishments that he has and, you know, um, whatever. And then, you know, he's the way, like, he's the way he was, like, this 300 pound, like, fat guy and being like, he's like, who, what, why are you being this? Like, that's what you could have been. And the worst thing for him is realizing that there's more that he could have been that he never sought after. And to come back to your question before we got on air of, like, what, why I started this at all was because, like, it's something I wanted to do. And obviously, like you said, I can talk like I'm on a podcast. For days. For days on end. Yeah. And it's a creative outlet that I feel, I don't know, that I can bring value with because, you know. I've learned a lot of shite over my few years and I feel like there's some of, some nuggets of gold in there that are worth communicating. Interesting. So that's where my work ethic comes from. I, don't, I wouldn't think it's, it's anything spectacular, like, at all, but I, I, I tried to make it, so. Hmm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Smart. Uh, I don't know about that. I think you're a lot smarter than I am. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. Um, Thanks. No problem. Yeah. Anytime. But yeah. Um, so how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good too. Um, are you excited to watch Christmas movies? Yes. What's your... Do you have any like, Christmas traditions? Mm, no. You don't have any Christmas traditions? Oh, maybe I do. Well, no, not, nothing like... That would be abnormal, or people would be like, oh, that's a cool tradition for your family. Like, I go see my family. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't have any... Really, we're not traditional, okay. my family. My family is... Very traditional. Quite traditional. Yeah. We do the same thing over here. It's quite nice. Yeah, that's crazy. I enjoy it. Yeah. We go to my grannies every year. Uh, well, um, the general gist is, you know, you wake up at approximately 3.45 a.m., go into your parents, which I still do. You're a 23-year-old yeah. only child. <laughs> I don't I don't actually do that. It's more like 7 a.m. Um... Uh, last year I went for a swim in the 40 foot. Myself and Dara went for a swim in the 40 foot. Different Dara. Dara Costello. Shout out to Dara. Oh, I thought you... In my head you went by yourself. That's no, cute. Yeah. yeah. I picked I picked Dara up from being on the session. And I was like, Dara, just please don't be like... Just be be so I can talk to you and like we're on the same level here. Because I don't like being on different levels as people. I'm just like, just be, be on the same level as me. Don't be, don't be drunk or anything. Don't be like, you know, whatever. And he just comes in and he just gives me a look and he's like... Rally and I was like, ah, oh. oh. I was like, please, Dara, come on. Probably made the swim a lot more bearable for him. Oh no, it's it's it put him right, like it set him straight as soon as he went yeah. like went into the water. Um, but yeah, and then what I would do is like come back, open my presents, give my presents to my family, and then we'd go to my mom's mom because my mom would make the trifle. Shout out to Lorraine makes a killer trifle, and then after that we'd go down myself my dad would go down to my granny's in the morning to give out the presents for like the Collins family so that when everyone arrives there they have their presents and then why don't you bring them and give them to them like do they open them without you being there yeah like there's diff- it's, it's really weird there's different bags for different houses right so like our our house would get like a big bag full of stuff yeah like that everyone's got like if you know if you've gotten presents or whatever and then like say um there'll be a bag for like David and Lisa or Nicola and Connor and like they'd have their own bag and stuff and then Liz and John would have their own, and like everyone has their own bag right full right. of like stuff that people yeah, yeah. or cards or whatever the case is and so we dropped that off my dad would have his uh, his first pint of the day because my granny has a tap uh, with, oh a, with a keg in, in, the, in the garage and then he drink drives home no I drive oh okay well now 
So then we go back, get my mom, go down to my nana's house, have dinner there, because like there's only like like seven of us in my nana's house, and then we go back to my granny's house for the evening, and then my granny has like like thirty odd people in the house on Christmas. Nice. She loves it though, and like I love it too because it's so nice to see like everyone who you haven't seen throughout the year. Yeah. Just because like you know you don't see your family all the time. Yeah. But it's like we have such a big family. Like. Yeah, you have a big family on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like everyone on my dad's side comes down on Christmas. We get to see everyone, and it's nice. That's cute. And then you know, like I did last year, I came to you. Oh my god! Yeah, no, yeah last year was a good Christmas. Yeah, it was. Yeah. How do you think it's going to be this year? Actually. Weird. I don't know. No. Yeah. You decided to go to town and get some uh, white hot chocolate from Butler's. Butler's. Yeah. yeah. We did it last year. It was quite nice. It was very nice. Yeah. It was very cute. We'll have mulled wine now. It's going to be kind of nice though, because like town's going to be abandoned. Well, up until like the third, yeah. when this lockdown ends. But hopefully, there's like more Christmas spirit. Like you know, you can feel it in the air. Yeah. Hopefully, there's more of that this year. I know, like Brand Thompson still have their decorations up. Oh, really? But you can't even go in. So they're still doing the lighting, the light ceremony, are they? I don't know if they will. Because I remember we were reading about this in work. It's like you know they're still lighting the lights, but I don't know if it's going to be like a ceremony. It's going to be like a virtual ceremony, which yeah, what's the like, point? Because they'd have to employ like a lot of crowd control if they yeah. put on a ceremony. And I don't know if they have the the ability to do that, but we shall see. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Though. I like Christmas. Christmas, yeah, yeah. me too. Because like we were saying today, it didn't feel like Halloween existed this year. No, not at all. It was like came, not that it, like you know it's a big thing most years, but like you you know when it's Halloween night. Mm. Maybe it was just us, but um, it was interesting. Yeah, but no, I'm looking forward to Christmas. Be nice. Me too. I'm yeah. excited. I'm going into. I'm going to go to town with Orla hopefully this week mm. and because I really want to walk around town when it's all abandoned and stuff be kind of like one of those day after tomorrow kind of movies oh yeah yeah so that'll be fun that's nice yeah you gonna get me a present? no okay cool thanks anyway thanks for coming in um, actually yeah maybe deals yeah. are still open in it oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah cool well anyway. what do you want? I don't know um, oh just like a load of vintage Trafalgar shirts Oh, okay. Simple. Yeah, Easy. simple, man. Easy to come by. Cheap, cheerful. The, uh, one. One, one, new. Okay. one new one to add to the collection. Right. What colour? I'll let you pick. So long as it's not blue or that other colour I have. Okay. Cool. Cool. What do you want? Ooh. Mm. Mm. Oh. All right, cool. Thanks. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, are you excited to have mulled wine later and watch Christmas movie? I'm very excited for this. Yes. Yeah. I will enjoy it too, also. It's going to be a great Christmas movie. Still don't know the name of it. No, I recorded no, no. a Christmas movie that was on like, I don't have like Sky or anything, so it was on like, probably Dave <laughs> or something like that at three o'clock in the morning. Don't have Sky. Okay. <laughs> uh, mate, I'll just revolute you for that. Like, you just pay off the bill there. No worries. Thanks. Um, but yeah, it was on at three in the morning. Don't know what it's called, but it's like, you know, this classic american hallmark movies it's always the same story some random three white people that you've never seen before and will never see again and it's terrible but like it's festive yes yeah so you enjoy yes cool um anything you want to say to the lovely people who are listening nope <laughs> that was quite blunt no um hi yeah i don't think that um how are you oh that's good that's good Keep doing it. Welcome to ASMR with Maeve. Okay. Don't. Okay. Kisses. Cool. Um. You better leave that in. Oh well, don't worry about it. Turn it down. You wanna talk about? 
How cool do you think I am? The coolest. Sorry, I mean, Maeve also talked about what I should talk about uh, or what we were going to talk about. <laughs> and Maeve said, for an hour, I want you to talk about how cool I am, how beautiful I am, etc., etc., etc. Funny. Et funny, sorry. I'm not funny on this, though. But that's okay. You're funny. No. Oh, I think you're funny. Don't downplay my potential if people think this is me being funny. Okay, sorry. There's so much more to Maeve than, yeah, than no. you hear. Trust me, this is, um, me, this is me sleeping. So funny, so hilarious. Um, I'm, Keep going. You know, the, the funniest, most hilarious uh, girl I, I ever met in my whole life. The coolest. The coolest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the most prettiest and girl I ever saw and laid eyes on and I'm so lucky to have her in my life. Good. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's it. I think we're good. Are we? Do you have anything else you want to say? Aside from that, aside from being so cool and so pretty and beautiful. I didn't say say that. Yeah, I know. I said funny. Funny, sorry. Thanks. That's it. Yeah. Um, Unless you have anything else that you want to praise me for. I do, but that would take far too long. Good answer. Yes, thank you. Um, so yeah, guys, um, that's it. I hope you enjoyed mine and May's talk about religion and life and astrology and everything else in between. And I'd also like to thank everyone that's actually listening because that means a lot to me. And to see the numbers on like Spotify and stuff go up makes me really happy. And uh, it's nice. And I appreciate all the support. And I know I plug this so much in like general conversation, wherever I can fit this in. If I work with you, I'm sorry. You've heard about it. I get it. Um, but please, it means, it does mean the world to me. If you, if you enjoy it and you're on Spotify, give it a follow. Uh, tell a friend. It means a lot. Uh, if you see it on YouTube, subscribe. If you see it on Apple Podcasts, uh, leave it a five-star review would mean a lot to me and give it a follow as well and yeah wherever you find your podcast look for me and i'll try and be there uh in the meantime send us your star signs so we can read them next time yes fair enough i'll do that ryan's a libra so I'll, I'll read it in my horoscope the next time bear that in mind yeah they probably got that already a libra man if you're if you're in any way interested in astrology you probably understand that i'm a libra but uh ladies <laughs> and gentlemen thank you for listening and we'll we'll be back the two of us will be back you come on again thanks you think yeah you better pay me more next time all right well Bye. Bye. Ooh. Is that